This is the Breakfast Leadership Podcast. Boundaries or burnout, you make the choice. Here's your host, Michael Levitt. Welcome back and welcome back, Jennifer Lozado. How are you, Jennifer? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me back. Yes, it's good to have guests like you back. Um, and I actually, you're the second person that I've ever had back for a second parent. So congratulations wow. on a very limited club. Um, so it's it's good. No, but no, I'm a great guest and definitely wanted to chat with you today about COVID-19 and Mm -hmm. some financial challenges. And we know that there's no shortage of people that are struggling financially right now because so many people have been unemployed by this situation and they're waiting for stimulus money. Grocery lines are long. There's things that aren't available that used to be. Toilet paper, we know, has been covered, and dairy products and meat, and some of the strangest things that you wouldn't think would be, you know, hard to find now are, and it's it's just a strange, strange world for us. But want to dive in specifically on on some financial choices that people can make uh, if they do have some resources right now. So let's let's dive into that, and you know, let's talk about you know for people that. And I know, unfortunately, a lot of the population doesn't have this situation, but many do where they have some cash in reserves. So, you know, what are some things that people should be doing right now uh, in the midst of this COVID-19 situation uh, with their cash situation? Well, uh, definitely be careful with it because we don't know how long this is going to last and how long even once the economy is open back up in the various regions, um, how fast reemployment will take place. Uh, so I think to be very careful and, um, and keep an eye on your spending, it's, it's really hard to do in the grocery store. I, I was blown away the last time I went to the grocery store how much money it cost to um, just buy normal groceries. It was at least a third higher, I think, than what I usually pay. So, um, so yes, just be careful and really try to still, if you've got an emergency fund, still really try to view that as an emergency fund and don't use it for anything unnecessary. Yeah, there's always that temptation, especially with many of us that are home right now mm-hmm. and we don't have the opportunity necessarily to go to the mall or the movie theater or out to restaurants that we may have some income sitting around and online shopping can be a very slippery slope because you'll see things like, oh, you know what, I need this or I want to buy this new this or that. And maybe the prices are decent and you're like, well, you know, I'll just do that, do that. Don't get it's only $50 here, only $50 there. Well, you do that, you know, 10, 20, 30 times of those $50 items. Next thing you know, you've, you've gone through several hundred dollars and Yes. You can't eat a ukulele, okay? It's just, it's just uh, not not easily anyway. I mean, I guess if you put some sriracha sauce or something on it, then you might be able to digest it a little bit. But, you know, I say that, you know, tongue-in-cheek, but I, I think it's a situation where mm-hmm. you have to kind of go into the basics and just being as protective as you can with your income because, like you said, we don't know how long this is going to be. We hear things and we are hoping that maybe 
by mid-May, we'll start seeing some things. But a lot of it will depend on where things trend. If we start seeing a, a spike in cases again or deaths, because right. you know, no government official wants to open things up too soon and have it create additional chaos to the world or to our neighbors or anything else. Right. Yeah. It can be, it can be really tempting. I think some people are very bored at home. So to, to be kind of entertaining yourself through online shopping and um, even I, who am not a shopper, I get tired of being restricted after a while. Um, and so I can see, some of us, you know, are really busy because we're still working and maybe that's a good thing, right? <laughs> Except when your kids are home. But um, Yes. But yes. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think the last thing we want is to start to open up the economy too soon and then have to contract it again by closing things down. <clears throat> Excuse me. I actually had coronavirus. I'm recovering. Do you believe that? Well, you're the first person that I've interviewed that um, came down with it. So, what kind of symptoms? <laughs> what kind of symptoms did you have? Well, to go face on that interview tonight, um, I I just sort of had the flu. Really, it felt like the flu for two days, and okay. then just really bad fatigue for about a month. So, um, but it still catches my throat every once in a while. So, I apologize for my. You know that that's quite all right. We 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 try to keep things real on this show, so that that's <laughs> that's good. So, so we'll segue over to. Uh, for people, as we know, in the situation, the stock market has been an interesting ride for people. And mm-hmm. a lot of people are obviously concerned about where stocks are. And mm-hmm. for those of us that have been around enough, we know the stock markets go way up and sometimes they crash pretty hard and they rebound and break records again. So you know, what's some advice you can give some people on the people that have investments right now, what, what should yeah. they be looking at and what should they be doing right now um, to um, kind of come out of this as best they can in this, right. this situation? Yeah. These situations are really hard because people make decisions as much as we don't like to admit it with our emotions. And when we hit a scary time like this, people want to do something. They want to run, sell, um, whatever it takes to get away from the pain and it's really the worst thing they can do. Um, if you've put together a purposeful portfolio, which I guess in a basic sense would be a certain percentage of stock and a certain percentage of bonds, you should rebalance. You should sell some of those bonds and buy some stocks while the market is down. So when it does rebound, um, you'll have more shares of, of whatever stocks you own or, or equity funds that you own um, to, to catch that wave going forward. What's so hard for people to see during a crisis like this is the recovery is not nearly as long as we think it's going to be from a stock market perspective. The stock market does not always directly, it never directly reflects what's happening economically at the moment because it's forward-looking. Market participants are trying to look forward. Um, And I had a client say to me the other day, she goes, what did it take us 12 years to recover from the financial crisis of 08? And it actually took about a year. It doesn't take as long, but the fear is deeply ingrained. So I would say don't sell at the bottom. Maybe buy some more stock if you are able to. Don't do that with your emergency savings funds, though, because what you don't want is to risk a prolonged recovery. Um, you always keep emergency funds and savings or money market funds or liquid accounts. But um, it, it, 
it is an opportunity um, if people will embrace that and are, have the ability to embrace it to buy some more stock, whether with just some savings you had on the sideline or within your investment portfolio. So I've been doing that about two weeks ago, went in and rebalanced everybody's portfolio, bought a bunch more stock. And I think it scared some of my clients, but it's already proven to be a good thing for them. So it's sort of people can just put their emotions aside a little bit and go, it'll be okay, because it will. Um, and act accordingly. But I know it's really hard for people. It is so hard to watch their balances on their accounts go down dramatically because this has been very dramatic, as you well know. Yeah, people will look at their stock portfolio and see you know, the value of it dropped significantly. Mm-hmm. And I know for people that are close to retirement or on the cusp of retirement that was going to cash in some of those things, they're looking at it going, Ooh. And yes. my advice to them, I'm sure it was the same as yours is, okay, if you can extend it a little bit, we, we do know that markets go up and down ever since the history of the stock market. It does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it will rebound. And depending on what they have in their portfolio, uh, I would anticipate that most of the stocks that you know, people know and love and trust will will rebound and rebound then some, you know, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I want to clarify here. What we're about to say here is not stock tips. We're not giving advice. We're just basically having a conversation because I don't want anybody coming after either of us saying, will you, will you, will you, you told me to buy TWA stock, TWA flies anymore. And I did it and they closed down and now I've lost everything. No, I'm not, I'm not telling right. you that, but you know, you have to look at, you know, and this is a you know somebody that I know pretty well. You know, mentioned this. He said, you know, you know, one thing to look at is those industries that are likely to have a pretty significant rebound once things open up again. And right mm-hmm. now they're closed. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a rebound because people are going to want to do those things again. Yes. Whether, whether, <laughs> yeah. Whether it's travel going to movies, restaurants, there's publicly traded restaurants, there's, mm-hmm. you know, publicly traded movie things. And obviously, mm-hmm. you know, the travel industry, you know, you can pick your, mm-hmm. pick your poison there. Um, and, but people are going to be like, finally, and they're going to want to, and they're going to hopefully have the stimulus money left over to be able to go do that. Right. So I, touching back on what we were talking about earlier, I anticipate that the rebound of the economy is going to be unlike anything that we've ever seen before as far as the magnitude of it. For those that are financially able to do it, and mm-hmm. and we all know this too, some people that aren't financially able to do it are still going to do it because they're going to use their credit cards to do it, and they're going to like, I'll deal with it later. And yes. uh, you know, To each their own, but I think at the end of the day, we're all going to be we want to go to that concert. We want to go to that sporting event. We want to go on that mm-hmm. vacation. We want to go wherever. And it, it, so anticipate lines and, and some difficulty to get access to certain things because everybody's going to want to do it. So yeah. the first night that you can go to your favorite restaurant, it's probably somebody else's favorite restaurant. So be, <laughs> be prepared for the line. But if you go grocery shopping, you're already used to lines. So, <laughs> it, it's not going to be anything different um, uh, for me. I'll like, you know, I'm going to wait a couple of weeks and just kind of let everybody get it out of their system and get back to a routine. Then I'll, then I'll, right. then I'll stroll over to my restaurant and say, 
miss me? How are you? <laughs> Ho- hopefully they're still there, you know, because I know that there's yeah. there's some, there's many small businesses that are you know, and I've seen a statistic that you know potentially up to thirty percent of small businesses may not survive this. Wow! Yes, and that that's alarming. And I actually had a conversation with a CEO of a, a startup um, last week, and you know he had to shut down his business, even though January and February were his best months ever. Oh, he awful. ran he ran out of VC money, and mm-hmm. the the venture capitalists right now are. You know, they're holding on to their money going, mm, I'm not sure I want to invest in anything right now. So it's, mm. and again, it's, it, the world has completely changed its economic existence in a period of weeks. And it's really strange to see that. So when you're having conversations with your clients and on finances and things like that, what do you tell them to kind of calm their nerves as best as you can? I talk about what I referred to earlier, the, the general recovery time for stock markets. There's not been one since '87. Uh, none of them have taken up to three years to, um, to, to recover from as far as uh, um, getting back to where their portfolio value was. And so I remind them of history and that stock markets are forward looking. And so once once the perception is there and I, it's starting to see it, it's starting to feel it, right? Because we can see in the, um, the stock market in the last week or so that the markets have gone up pretty big. And it's because people are going, aha, the, 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 the curve is flattening. The death rate is not nearly as high as it was anticipated it would be at this point. And new cases are not as, as plentiful as they thought they would be. And so people are starting already thinking, well, um, then that means we'll be back in business soon and stock prices will go up because profits will be there. So, and it's so unpredictable and that's why people shouldn't make a move just based on what they're seeing right in front of them at the moment. Um, because we didn't really, I, I kind of had this feeling the coronavirus, if it became what it has, I had no idea it would be this big, but would be a threat to the markets because of a trade disruption more than the fact that they would shut down all of our economies. But um, so just you know, stay the course. I mean, if really, if you have an investment philosophy and, you, and it's a sound one, just we, and we do, we build um, portfolios based on risk tolerance and and, um, and circumstances. And so, and this is when financial planning becomes important too. You're talking about people who are about to retire. It's strategies for what's the best way to, you know, can you work a little bit longer? Can we take funds out of your bonds instead of stock for now and not sell into a down market? There's lots of strategy involved too. And can we do it from one account versus another because of what happens to your income versus your tax bracket? And so um, it's, it is a pretty individualized um, business um, despite the robo sort of thing that goes on, but really everyone's circumstances are unique. But the best thing I can do to, is just tell people to hold the course which they don't really want to hear. <laughs> they want action. <laughs> of course. We, we want it yesterday. And uh-huh. that's just that's our, that's our nature. And I think that's why many of us are struggling with this because we want to do something and there's so many things that we can't do right now. And uh-uh. it's, it's frustrating for all of us, but I agree with you. Hold the course. Um, uh-huh. This is a long range thing, you know, and, and I think that 
with portfolios and investments and whatnot, understanding how markets work and working with people like yourself to guide them on, okay, here's what you should do on this. Yes, you're losing money right now, but we anticipate that this you know, particular organization is going to have quite the rebound because of all of these factors of what they're in, the, the funding they're getting from the government to help. And it, it, I anticipate that people that are able to invest now and, and expand some of their, their stock holdings and mutual funds and everything else at the end of the year, um, are going to be quite pleased of the decisions that they made right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really think that because um, even if there's another wave of this, I think that we've learned lessons along the way to mitigate it better, which again is I, kudos to everybody involved, you know, governments and healthcare agencies and mm-hmm. science and mm-hmm. society, you know, for doing the self quarantining because I think that's the big, that's the reason why that we're not seeing the numbers as high is right. we actually are doing our own job, which speaks volumes to the character of our societies and realizing, okay, I have a part to play in this and let's do this. And from an investment standpoint, we all have a part to play and I, I'm with you. You ride it out. And if you have the financial ability to invest a little bit more, you know, it's, it's going to pay off. It, I honestly think it will. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to see anything, you know, long, long term that's going to be detrimental. Uh, but again, talk with a trusted advisor and, and get get the guidance based on your own financial situation. Because I was explaining to one of my daughters earlier and she was comparing her financial situation to her older sister. It's like, <laughs> don't compare the two of you. I, I've known you your entire life. You are polar opposites of each other in every way aspect other than your gender and who your parents are. Other than that, no similarities. So don't, <laughs> don't compare your financial pictures. You don't work for the same companies. You don't have the same beliefs. You don't buy the same. You, you don't. You're, yeah, you're related, but that's it. So you know, make your own financial choices based on what works for you. So even it starts yeah. at home. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. That's a great, that's a great story. Awesome. So Jennifer, where can people find out more about you and this awesome work that you're doing? Oh, well, my website is summitfinancialpartnersrva.com. And, um, but more as simply as my email address is jennifer at summitrva.com. Awesome. And I'll have that in the show notes. So Jennifer, great to talk with you again. Always enjoy our time together and uh, continue being safe and well. Thanks. You too. I appreciate it. Hey, it's Michael again. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. If you're like many people, you're dealing with some significant stress and possibly approaching burnout. I know how you feel. In 2009, my burnout led to a year of worst case scenarios. I do not want that to happen to you. If you go to breakfastleadership.com, you can register for a free webinar on burnout prevention, as well as get as a free checklist to have successful mornings. Start off each day the right way. Again, that's at breakfastleadership.com. Also, since you are a loyal podcast listener, I'm asking you to like, rate, and review my podcast on iTunes. I look at all the reviews and appreciate your comments, and it helps other potential listeners discover the content I have on the show. I appreciate you, and thanks again for listening.